Welcome to Everything Co-op, bringing you information on how cooperatives can help improve your quality of life. This show is being sponsored by the National Co-op Bank, NCB. The NCB is dedicated to strengthening communities nationwide for the delivery of banking and financial services for the nation's cooperatives, their members, and other socially responsible organizations. For more information on the power of community ownership, visit ncb.coop. That's ncb.coop. Now stay tuned for your host, Vernon Oaks. Welcome, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks, and the program is Everything Cooperative. So this morning, we have Mr. Alan Edson, who's the president of the Pasadena branch of the National Association of Colored People. Good morning, Mr. Edson. Good morning, Vernon. How are you? I'm doing just great. Doing just great. You are the president of the National Association of Colored Folk in Pasadena. How long have you been there? Well, I've been uh, president since 2019. Um, I've been involved with the branch for 10 years now. And um, it's been a good experience. I've learned a lot about the operation of Pasadena and, uh, you know, how to maneuver throughout the city. So how long has the National Association of Colored People been in Pasadena? Our branch was established in 1919 by John Wright, uh, a visionary brother. Um, so we're in our 102nd year in Pasadena. I didn't even know black folk were in California, in San Diego, in the Los Angeles area in 1919. Okay. <laughs> <Started>. <laughs> yes, on. we've been here since, uh, I believe it was 1896. Okay. So this... It's Black History Month, and the theme this year is Black Family Representation, Identity, and Diversity. And to me, that's what NAACP has always been about, Black families. Is that right? Is that what you've been about? Uh, well, you know, our focus has been about uh, racial justice. We want to ensure the political and educational, social, and economic equality of rights of all persons. Has that impacts families? Uh, you know, we've been involved. You know, I think the the black family is the, the cornerstone of our community, and we've got to you know really work hard to maintain that institution. I don't hear much about NAACP these days. I know in the '60s you were always out front. I hear about the Legal Defense Fund and the lady that runs that. But how active is NAACP today? Well, we're very active in Pasadena. You know, we have a membership of about 600 people. Uh, you know, we're taking on uh, police reform in Pasadena. We've been instrumental in the creation of a civilian oversight committee of the police department with the establishment of an independent police auditor. Uh, you know, we were also in the forefront of uh, uh, the George Floyd protest in Pasadena. Uh, you know, we've been involved in economic development uh, in Pasadena. As you're probably well aware that the um, CARES Act stimulus fund, you know, didn't trickle down to the black businesses. And so our branch created our own stimulus fund, where to date, 
uh, you know, we've been able to distribute uh, $40,000 in the, the black business community in Pasadena. So how did that, how did you distribute that? How did that go out? And first, congratulations, man. That's fantastic. Uh, well, we uh, have a, a small committee of four, and uh, we have a very, very short uh, application. And, uh, you know, we review the applications and make our decisions uh, to fund those organizations and businesses. So um, did one person get the $40,000, or how, how much did you get? <laughs> uh, we uh, funded 20 organizations with grants of $2,000 each. We're still raising funds for the stimulus. So you're um, raising funds. How does one donate money? Uh, you can visit our website at uh, naacppasadena.org. And uh, right on our homepage, there's a, a link to our uh, donate to our stimulus fund. Okay. So naacp.pasadena.org? naacppasadena.org. So you're helping... Is it black businesses? Yes. Okay. So if I go to your web page, which I've just done, and then I can be able to hit the page. You know, there's a green tab, uh, the color of money. Uh, you can hit that and uh, make a donation. So I, I'm looking at your page, and I see you in the middle of 14 people. Young and old, male and female, but I don't see your donate button. Well, I see uh, scroll donate. down. Scroll down. Oh, okay. Okay, so when I scroll down, I see become a member today, so you can become a member, and I see the yellow button of donate, just donate in particular, or you can contribute to the stimulus program in the big, in the green. Okay. All right, so got it. So... Go to N-A-A-C-P-P-A-S-A-D-E-N-A dot O-R-G. N-A-A-C-P-Pasadena dot org. And you can become a member. And you see you have 600 members in in your branch today. Yes. And that's a mix of lifetime members and regular memberships. So what does it cost to be a regular member? Uh, regular membership is thirty dollars per year, and lifetime membership is seven hundred and fifty dollars. You can pay off the lifetime membership in installments of seventy-five dollars a year for ten years. So, in the D.C. branch, matter of fact, it was in my church Shiloh. I started a life membership in nineteen eighty-six, and I think I got about three quarters of the way finished, and I never finished that thing. So, how would I go find out if I still can finish paying that? Or do I need to start? Uh, contact your branch, okay. and uh, there should be somebody there that can help you. Okay, so now, why wouldn't anybody want to be a member of NAACP? I don't hear much of you all, you guys. Uh, well, you know, we're still fighting for uh, civil rights. Uh, you know, we were very active in the uh, presidential election campaign uh, nationwide. You know, we're still fighting for civil rights. Um the National Headquarters Office just filed a lawsuit against Donald Trump and, and, and Rudy Giuliani on behalf of um, Thompson, 
uh, Congressman Thompson from Texas. And so, you know, we're, we're very active and, and very busy. And our voice is still loud and strong. You know, as, uh, you know, people here in California uh, want to always uh, refer to us as the big dog. Uh, the big dog. That's it. <laughs> okay. The big dog. Okay. Okay. Um, With the big dog. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, and and so you know we're you know leading the way. You know we, you know are, are very established. Uh, we've got a lot of strong credibility, and um, you know every branch is different. Uh, and so you know I'm, I'm biased to the passing the branch, and I believe we're the best branch in the state of California. So how many you know, branches are in, in California? How many branches? Uh, there are 53 branches in California, and our branch is one of three branches that is open. Set five days a week, Monday through Friday. So you have an office. You're paying. You're paying rent. Yes. You have an office that you're open five days a week. Yes. So I have a great niece that lives in Pasadena, and okay. several friends. I'm gonna ask them if they want to join. Okay. Okay. Matter of fact, I'd like to get her and see if she'd get involved. Young people. She mm. she's in she's in college. Okay. Okay. Where's she going to school? She's in a community college. Okay. She's in Canada. Okay. She told me, but I don't remember the name of it. She's not at right. like well, UCLA or UC USC or anything like that. Not yet. Okay, well, she's she's in Pasadena. She's she's doing okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you got me almost ready to sign back up to. In the ACP, I know in in the 60s, uh, I graduated from high school in 65, and during the marches, we used to have in the ACP in Bluefield, West Virginia, would have our meetings at a church, and then we would go march, and we would get educated about the issues back then, but I haven't been involved since the 60s, except for I, I lived five years in Puerto Rico, and I came back, I moved to D.C., hmm. and I wanted to join. But again, it wasn't active. I didn't hear that boom, boom like it was back mm-hmm. in the day. Okay, 53 branches in California. Pasadena has been around for 202 years, the Pasadena branch. Uh, and you've been 102 years. 10 years. 100, what did I say, 202? <laughs> okay. 202. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, the uh, organization founded by W.D. Boys and several others, along with Ida B. Wells, began in uh, 1909. And W.E.D. Du Bois was very big on co-ops. So I have to believe there's a connection, an intersection between NAACP and co-ops. I have to believe that he would probably push for co-ops, maybe even through NAACP. That would be interesting to find out if it was back then. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, talking with you yesterday, I did see that in... 1907, he did some writings about co-ops. And then in uh, 1918, he established a uh, a guild, cooperative guild. Um, didn't really dig any deeper than that, but um, I'm currently doing a uh, a study of Du Bois. You know, he's you know you know quite the intellectual, and uh, you know one of the leading minds in the black community for shooting to the 60s. Yep. Du Bois is perhaps, well, at, for his time, and I would even say maybe today, he's a leading mind. Uh, he's a phenomenal figure. 
Listen, we're going to take our first break. And Mr. Alan Edson, who is the president of the NAACP Pasadena branch, he's been in the business for 10 years. Pasadena branch has been 102 years, and we just started talking about co-ops. We'll be right back and talk about um, black families and co-ops in the NAACP. Please don't touch that dial. Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks, and the program is Everything Cooperative. We, we have Mr. Alan Edson, who's the president of the NAACP Pasadena branch, uh, on with us this morning. Uh, Alan, uh, what were you doing? Uh, you've been with the NAACP for 10 years, the Pasadena branch. Tell us about your history. What kind of work did you do? You look like you're over 21 years old. <laughs> well, thank you for that compliment. Uh, uh, I was born and raised in Pasadena. Uh, you know, was, was born to uh, an activist family in Pasadena that had uh, been involved in NAACP, you know, you know, since the 30s, to my knowledge. Went off to college, uh, went to UC Berkeley, studied economics, came back to uh, Southern California after graduation, worked in the aerospace business at Lockheed. You know, worked on a uh, commercial uh, wide-body jet program. I did that for a number of years. You know, that was my first encounter with the glass ceiling for a black male. You know, I floated around a few other aerospace companies in the, in the area. And, uh, you know, it wasn't really being fulfilled. And I decided to move back to the Bay Area, to Silicon Valley. And, um, you know, I moved there to make my fortune in Silicon Valley. I worked at the Stanford Linear Accelerator Center for a number of years and, uh, you know, got interested in, in, in physics. But, you know, I spent my weekends in, in Oakland and Richmond. And so in, in 1986, I moved to Oakland and, uh, you know, just got, uh, you know, really involved in social justice work became uh, an activist in the environmental justice area. And, uh, you know, kind of that's where I, you know, made my mark in the Bay Area. I took that uh, environmental activism and uh, started a company, an environmental cleanup company in the Bay Area, and um, uh, was very successful. In 19, I think, 96, my firm was recognized as the Emerging Business of the Year in San Francisco. And, um, you know, it was quite successful. Uh, you know, my wife and I were very, um, I guess, successful in the things that we endeavored. And, um, you know, my wife started a cooperative grocery store, Mandela Foods, in West Oakland. And um, I think Mandela Foods now has probably been in operation for 12 to 14 years. Fantastic. And it's a worker-owned cooperative. So your wife started that? Yes. Okay. So what I, what I basically, the thread that I heard in your life story is you were born to an activist family, and uh, you went to UC Berkeley, which is activist organization. On every piece of his campus, there seems to be activism all over. You went to something uh, very sort of, I don't know, 
capitalistic, if you look at the model in the aerospace industry. You went to that, wasn't fulfilled, and I can, I can understand that. And then you went up to Silicon Valley. And did you say, you, I didn't get that, you went there and worked for Stanford something, did you say? Uh, linear Accelerator Center. Linear what we had there with uh, uh, an atom smasher, basically. And that's where uh, the particle quark was discovered. The uh, director of Slack uh, won a Nobel Prize for the discovery of a quark. Okay, so you're very much into the science and the STEM and all of that good stuff, black man. And then you came out with yeah. all of that and said, all right, I'm going to do environmental justice. So you became extremely activist and started a company where when you say successful, I assume that meant you made some money. You, you cleaned up the environment. You have to clean up the environment and make some money. Is that what you mean by successful? <laughs> That's what I mean by successful. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. And so eventually you moved back to Pasadena from the Bay Area. Yeah. Uh, my wife and I uh, divorced, and um, I came home. I didn't have intention of staying in Pasadena, but, um, you know, it turned out to work out for me. You know, I was able to spend some time with my mother who was just, uh, you know, suffering from dementia. And, and so, you know, I got to spend some, some quality time with her. So you've had a full and exciting life. Well, you know, I'm not done. And, you have uh, had and you will have. <laughs> I got it. Okay. <laughs> okay. You know, it's, uh, uh, you know, I mean, I've been able to, you know, fulfill a few dreams. You know, I got to do a lot of, uh, you know, guest lecturing when I was in the Bay Area, college campuses. And so that was uh, fulfilling, you know, particularly to watch students, you know, taking notes of what you say. And um, and, and so, you know, I've, I've been able to get exposed to quite a few things that uh, have helped, uh, you know, move me forward as a person. But also, I think, leaves some benefit in the communities that I worked in. So how and why did you join NAACP or become active in NAACP when you moved back to Pasadena? Well, when I graduated from college, I had an uncle that was on the executive board of the NAACP. And he was also an executive at Lockheed, and he got me a job at Lockheed. And my debt to him was to become a member of the NAACP. So that's how I became a member. I wasn't active at all. I just paid my dues every year and about my business. When I came back to Pasadena, uh, one of my childhood friends was the president of the branch. And I was trying to find out, you know, where I fit in town. And I told him I would help him. And uh, I've been involved ever since. So your uncle got you a job and your deal was you had to become a member. So you did that. You didn't know yes. it was going to lead to you being the president of the Pasadena branch of the NAACP and all that you do to help 40, 40, no, 20 companies, two grand each. I would imagine those companies are very, very grateful in this time, in this pandemic, uh, pandemic of, uh, what's that? You got racism pandemic, you have coronavirus pandemic, you have climate change pandemic, and you've been in the environmental world, so you understand that climate change and and all of the problems that we've, we face, that uh, we dump trash and stuff out throughout the atmosphere. So if climate change and then we have the economy pandemic, and in my, my sense, the worst of all, 
Well, now this ice pandemic throughout a lot of U.S., but the worst of all is stupidity. I think that's the number one pandemic we face. And NAACP throughout the time since the boys and them started in the early 1900s, got to get people to understand and get knowledge that help black families, help all families. And there's, there's nobody better than nobody else. And this whole thing with the January 6th and these Proud Boys and stuff, it just doesn't make any sense. And this is about as stupid as one can get. I'm sorry, sir. I don't want to preach to you this morning, but it's, I, get, I get really upset when I listen to people and try to put one group over top of another group. And NAACP is just like, what is the mission of NAACP, by the way? Uh, our mission is to ensure the political, educational, social, and economic equality of rights of all persons and to eliminate racial hatred and racial discrimination. Yeah, yes. One and two, political and educational, social. Okay. That's what you, that's what NAACP is, NAACP has always been about. So, I want to make sure I pay my life membership if I can get that started back. What would you advise me to do and anybody else out there to join NAACP? You know, I would advise you, uh, you know, with your interest in co-ops to get involved with the Economic Development Committee of the branch and and, and push the idea of establishing co-ops in Washington, D.C. or wherever you are. Okay. Economic Development Branch. But how about, what do I do to join? You know, uh, if you want to get back in D.C., go to that branch. Go to your branch. You know, find out, uh, you know, where you stand on uh, becoming a lifetime member. And, um, you know, resume paying um, uh, on your membership. Our branches have an Economic Development Committee. Become part of that committee. Uh, I've only known you for a brief moment, but, you know, based on your uh, motivation, you'd probably want to be the chair of that committee. And uh, <laughs> we'll, be, we'll be right back. We're going to take our second break. You got me a chair. You got me working. We'll be right back. Please don't touch that down. <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. This is Vernon Oaks. The program is Everything Cooperative. We're talking to the president of the NAACP Pasadena branch, Mr. Alan Edson. And right before we took the break, he had given me a job, okay? He said, join NAACP by going to your branch. So everybody out there, we really encourage you to join your join NAACP. It's been around for since 1906, it has been doing the work of this year's Black History Month is Black Family, Representation, Identity, and Diversity. Uh, it's been doing it. It's been, it's not as out there as much in the spotlight as it was in the 60s in the Civil Rights Movement. But they're doing really good grassroots work. So I'm going to take your advice, Mr. Edson. I'm going to go to my branch and find out if my life membership still exists so I can finish paying it off. And if not, I'll start all over and pay the life membership $750, can pay $75 a month or 
in Pasadena and maybe all branches, it's thirty dollars a year to be a member. That's if you to be a member. Is there a student fee if somebody's a student uh, and want to become a member? Uh, we have a fee for ten dollars for students. So ten dollars a year for students, thirty dollars for adults working a year to be a, and that's I don't know that's almost the cost of a cup of coffee these days. So uh, <laughs> it's very inexpensive to be a member and then get active. Mr. Allen said because of my he picked up from me and I was talking the last two days that I I'm all about trying to get black folks into owning their own business, particularly through a cooperative business, get four or five people in a business. In a, in a, for instance, I've been attempting to talk with a lady named Miss Wilson out of Richmond who was on the Poor People's Campaign. She's a health care worker. And I've been trying to get to her to tell her about uh, you know, starting her own health care cooperative, get four or five of her friends together start a co-op uh, there's money around to help them get started there's people around there's a conference that starts at the end of this month i think in a, in a week uh on healthcare workers and how to start them and so my my goal mr edson is to get black folks particular but get folks to start their own business it is like um yeah i like the 15 bucks an hour that biden and harris and poor people's campaign are all about but i really like Folks getting twenty, thirty, forty, fifty, sixty, hundred bucks an hour by having their own business, and then they share in that profit. So that's that's mm -hmm. what I'm about. And uh, I was surprised to find out I didn't know that Du Bois had helped to start NAACP. So I'd love to find out what he had intended in terms of mixing this political activism of political and economic and social and getting folks and family, blacks and family, we're all racist. It was for all. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to take you up on that. Thank you. Okay, Please good, don't, good. Don't give me any more work to do. Now, you said go join it and then become chair of the committee. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, I mean, this, this whole thing is, is about, uh, you know, leadership. And, you know, that ebbs and flows from branch to branch. And, um, and, and so when I got involved with NAACP, uh, I was chair of the Economic Development Committee. And and so that's kind of how, you know, I started, you know, moving around Pasadena, you know, finding out where there were opportunities. And and so Pasadena is developing itself as a uh, Silicon Valley type environment. And, um, and, and so, you know, this environment is built on innovation and creativity. And, uh, and so, you know, I have a simple hypothesis, uh, you know, using the, uh, the scientific principle. And so my hypothesis is that uh, African-Americans are the most creative people in the world. And if that's the case, then we should do well in the innovation creative space. And, um, and, and that's where STEM comes along. But everything is not just about engineering, math, and science. Uh, you know, you've got a company like DoorDash, and all they do is just pick up and deliver food. And, and so there's a lot of ways to be innovative and creative. And I'm trying to squeeze those ideas out of people so that they can become entrepreneurs and successful business people. You know, my science project is still, uh, <laughs> I've got to prove that hypothesis. Well, I agree with your hypothesis. I mean, if you take a look at um, slavery, Jim Crow, uh, 
everything we have had to do as a people and how we would take what little bit we got, whether that was the crumbs off the tables or the, 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 the pig feed or the chillings or whatever was left over that the white man didn't want. We made a delicacy out of it. We created we created from whatever we had. We took the little bit and started churches, and then the churches started colleges, and we have the historically colleges. So we, we created institutions with very, very little, extremely creative. So, yeah, I agree with your hypothesis. I think it's already proven. Now is how to get, get younger folk to really understand that. So, yeah, I agree with it. Have you been able to get to get African Americans to in Pasadena or anywhere else in the world to, to buy into that and start creating businesses? Uh, you know, it's catching steam in um, Pasadena. I, I think you met one of my uh, associates, Rob McClinton. Uh, you know, Rob now is the president of an organization called Innovate Pasadena, which is leading the way uh, for this innovative space happening in Pasadena. And, and so, you know, I kind of like to lead by example. And so one of the things that we did at our branch is we created a, an app that's a um, black business directory. And um, the app is called uh, Lolo VV, which means there's always love. Uh, and um, I forget what African language it is. Uh, so you can go to Lolo, Lolo VV. Uh, if you're in Southern California looking where to spend your money with uh, you know black folks, you can go to meetlolovv.com. That's meetlolovv.com. So that's the app meet m e e t l o l o v v dot com to find v-I, out. V-I. Oh, V-I. Yeah. Okay, I'm glad I went back. V I V I. M E E T V I V I L O L O V I V I L O L O Lolo V V. Got it now. Thank you. M E E T You're welcome. L O L O V I V I dot com. Yeah. Okay, to find out about black businesses in Pasadena if you want to spend your money and if you want to become a part of that, just start your own business. And I advocate uh do what uh we have always done. Let's pool our money, pool our skill, pool whatever resources we have. And uh what ends up happening, uh Mr. Edson, is that uh, there's a lady by the name of Dr. Jessica Gordon-Nimhard who wrote a book, Collective Carriage, looking at blacks uh, through the civil rights movement and and the cooperative movement. And she found that uh, for co-ops, if you look over five years, 90% of co-ops that start are still in business. If you look at the capitalistic businesses, uh, 90% that started have failed in five years. They're no longer in existence. So the success rate of co-ops uh, is much higher. And um, I believe that's because that people study, they learn, they learn how to work together, and then they have their skill sets. Uh, so if you have three, four, five people, if you and I went into a business and we would study and we would learn and we got two other people and we study and we figure out how we make decisions together, uh, how much money we pool in. We figure out if there's profit, how we how we use that profit. We figure out the whole business together. And that's the learning about co-ops. 
And she said that most co-ops had study bees. And those study bees happened before a co-op got started and the whole time that they were there, always studying, always studying, always Mm -hmm. studying. And therefore, they were highly successful. They are highly successful. So I, I really advocate. And when I did my MBA, I did not learn anything about co-ops. It was always mm. about capitalistic model. So this cooperative model seemed to work, and it worked for, uh, I think, all people, but particularly black people, because I just think we just, what we do is we work together. And mm. we, we don't advocate that as much, but we work together. That's what we do. And if we can learn how to work together, I mean, brother, if we got into a business, one thing I know that's going to happen if you and I started a business today, I would say within the first three months, we're going to have some disagreement. It may be the first three days. I know that. <laughs> but the question is, that how do we learn how to solve it when there's a disagreement? But we're going to have a disagreement. Mm-hmm. And I have it. The Bible says where two or more people are gathered in his name, he's there also. I, I have it that the reason God is there for it is because we're going to have a disagreement. <laughs> we're going to need help. <laughs> so... So, but in a co-op, it's all about the training. And this is what Dr. Jessica Nimhar's book, The Collective Courage, talks about. It's all about the education. And that's the fifth mm-hmm. principle of co-ops. There's seven principles of, of co-op, cooperation. And that fifth one is education, training, and information. That's the, mm-hmm. for me, that's the core of cooperation, working together. The first principle is, is open for everybody. It doesn't make any difference about their race or religion or political affiliation mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't age none of that makes if a if an organization is acting as a co-op it just does not make any difference racism would not be there um um then i can see why the Bois would like cooperation same thing why naacp is how do we do this for all folk no matter what we want mm-hmm. to get rid of racism but how do we create a world that's best for everybody? Have you learned much about co-ops uh, in your in your world, in your history? Well, you know, I got exposed to, to co-ops when I was living in Oakland. I met a guy, you know, Jonathan Feldman, in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And, you know, he kind of planted that seed. You know, my wife took that seed and developed a cooperative grocery store. You know, she and I, you know, used a lot of uh, education from some of the cooperative models established in in, in Montreal, in Spain. Did a lot of reading, you know, did a lot of, uh, you know, trial and error. And it took maybe four years to to get the store started. You know, uh, know, my wife was tenacious about getting it started. I didn't believe she could get the money that she got to, to get it going. But uh, you know now she you know had, she developed before she passed uh, uh, a million dollar enterprise, and um, you know the workers own the, the store, and it's uh, you know one of the nicest. Well, it is the store in uh, West Oakland. And what's the name of that store again? Mandela Foods Cooperative. So Mandela Foods Cooperative in Oakland is a worker cooperative. And so there are four types of co-ops. It depends on who owns and controls that co-op. If the employees own and control it, it's called a worker co-op. Therefore, any any co-op you can think about could be owned by the workers. 
if it's only controlled by the people that uses the products and services, it's called a consumer co-op. And food co-ops most often have been consumer co-ops, but there are some worker co-ops, and they could be hybrids owned by each. We're going to take our final break, and we're going to come back and talk about the other forms of co-ops and the lessons learned in co-ops and how we can get more co-ops started and do what Du Bois said do when he started the NAACP. We'll be right back. Please don't touch that down. News Talk Station. Information is power. The National Association of Colored People, NAACP, uh, we're talking to the president of the Pasadena branch and Mr. Alan Edson. So before mm-hmm. we took the break, you were talking about your wife had started the Mandela Food Cooperative, which is a worker-owned co-op. And I said I'd talk more about the other types of co-ops when we got back. Mm-hmm. So we talk about worker co-ops. could be any kind of business, any business you can think of. could be owned by the employees, large or small. And then you have consumer co-ops if it's owned and controlled by the people that uses that product or service. That's housing co-ops. Most people don't even know that credit unions is a co-op. It's owned by the people mm-hmm. that make deposits and write checks in those business. We just oh, we already talked about food co-ops. There's a big business with millions of members, REI, uh, Recreational Equipment. There's a health clinic in Madison, Wisconsin that's owned by the patients. Okay, it's a uh, health co-op. And then there's the two other types. A lot of times farmers are using these. A group of people get together or businesses to get together and create a business called a purchasing co-op. And that purchasing co-op gets the skills um, like a farmer to know what's the best type of fertilizer or what's mm-hmm. the best seed. So they get knowledge and then they learn about the different vendors and they by buying in bulk, they get a better price, normally for a, a better quality product because of knowledge as a purchasing co-op. And you may want to look at in Pasadena, there's a, something called Consumer Purchasing Alliance in D.C. Mr. Edson, it was started uh, by some cooperators to help nonprofits, uh, charter schools, churches, churches particularly, buying things like trash and gas, um, electricity, uh, any of those products, solar panels. So this Consumer Purchasing Alliance has helped nonprofits, churches, charter schools save a lot of money by buying together and learning. It turns out that particularly for churches, vendors were taking advantage of them. And so these are purchasing co-ops. Then the other type is a marketing co-op, and the same thing happens. A group of people get together, a group of businesses get together, farmers have done it, and they sell their products to uh, a business that they form and own, and then they add value to it and take it to different markets. So that's called a marketing co-op or a producer co-op. Cabot Creamery is an example, Land of Lakes, Ocean Spray. But mm-hmm. there's also there's a great artist co-op in, in Pittsburgh. A group of black women have gotten together and, start, and got a storefront. They created a business called Ujama, which I think is the fifth principle of Kwanzaa which means cooperation. They call it Ujama, and I've gone there, and I bought all of my uh, Christmas gifts one year there. Uh, I told them the only complaint I had 
and this is not a normal consumer complaint, but the prices were too low. From a business standpoint, if they were in D.C., they'd have got a lot better price because the product was, is excellent. And that's a marketing co-op. And I'm beginning to mm -hmm. find that artists are be using more purchasing and marketing co-ops. And I was thinking in Pasadena, if you're all related mm -hmm. to the Hollywood and, and this, that artists might come together and mm -hmm. create. Um, musicians are coming together buying uh, an apartment building or buying a big house and sharing in that. I heard of a, uh, a business of artists that got together and created a co-op because every artist may not have a gig every week, but they have mm -hmm. expenses every week. And so they were putting their money into the co-op. And so I may have a gig this week, and I put my money in. You may have one next week, and I don't, but we're always we're flattening out that income. So we could share mm -hmm. in, the, in the income. I thought that was a great idea. So these are the different types of co-ops, and I'd love to see NAACP, and I'm going to take you up and going back and looking at that mm -hmm. uh, and get involved yeah. to see – What's the history of Du Bois and the NACP as it relates to co-ops? I'd like to find that out and get involved with the economic department, the uh, economic committee, which you were the chair of at Pasadena. What do you think about yeah, that? Yeah, you know, and, you know, what I like to try to um, you know, keep people in mind, the action word in the NAACP is advancement. And... Uh, and so, you know, if you make even small incremental advancements, you're fulfilling the idea of the organization. And, and so, uh, you know, that's what I kind of push my leadership team to always think about what are we, what ideas are we advancing? And, and so, you know, talking with you, you know, you stimulated my thinking, uh, you know, more to around co-ops. You know, I've, I've seen a successful co-op, you know, front and center. Uh, I've seen the work that was required to make it happen. And um, one thing you keep reiterating, and I think that uh, uh, your listeners should really take to heart, is learning. I think that's a, an important quality for whatever type of business you have, and, but also in any kind of domain that you want to pursue in your life. You've got to continue to learn. Remember. <laughs> that was my my mother, my grandfather. We I grew up in Bluefield, West Virginia, like I told you. So it was on a mountaintop. We were working poor. Grandfather in the mines, my father in the railroad. And my mother and my grandfather in particular, my grandfather would tell me, sober or drunk, he would say, get an education boy. Get an education boy. Get an education boy. And he further said, that's the only thing that the white man can't take from you. Get an education boy. Get an education yeah. boy. And then my mother graduated when I was 15 from Bluefield State College, where I graduated from. She graduated magna cum laude after World War II. Her, my, that's where my father and mother met, both in the military. So get this education, get this education. And that's huge. And she went out teaching, and I taught for 12 years of my life. So that's also why I like That's the first reason I like co-ops, fifth principle, education, continual education. You don't just start it. You got to run it and manage it, and that's why there's ninety percent success in co-op businesses. It's education is the core piece of it, core principle of it. Yeah, I I agree. We we both agree on that, and so did your your uncle, <laughs> who helped you get a job uh, when you graduated from college, and said, you know, you got to become a member of NAACP and always advance. 
So what can we do to, to help people to, to get into NAACP and to start a business in my world, cooperative business? Well, um, you know, find a branch close to you and, uh, you know, get engaged. I think, you know, that's kind of one of the big uh, needs in, in any African-American community is getting engaged uh, whatever you uh, are interested in. You know, there's a place for you uh, to allow you an opportunity to get your voices heard. And then, uh, you know, after you kind of figure things out, you know, the lay of the land in your community, and if you're business-minded, um, you know, start planning. You know, find out what it takes to, to, to operate a business that you're dreaming of. Uh, you know, talk to people. You know, try to find a mentor uh, that can help you, that's been there before. I think that's very important. And, and if you're interested in a co-op, you know, find a bunch of you know, some people, a group of people that you can work with. I think that's one of the uh, other components that sometimes we are missing in our communities is this whole group cooperation. You know, there's many ideas going on, but, you know, people are going in, in 50 different directions. And um, the key in my experience is to focus. And I think, you know, if you're in a co-op, you, you, you tend to focus more. Focus and advancement. And black folks are creative. Yes, I, I, I got it. Focus, advance, and be creative. Be what we are automatically are. We've been creative. We've been advancing. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to do exactly what you said, and I encourage everybody else out there to do that. Now, if they want to donate, what would they have to do again? Uh, you know, visit our website at NAACP Pasadena. That's P-A-S-A-D-E-N-A dot O-R-G. And you scroll down the page a little bit, and you will come to both you can just donate period or you can donate to this stimulus package and they've already have 20 uh, you can donate period you can donate to one of our committees uh, we have a scholarship fund uh, we also have our stimulus fund that you can donate to uh, you can you know donate to our general budget uh, you know there are many things to you know you know visit our site you know go to some of the pages you know, uh, you know, see what we're doing. If there's something that you like, support that idea. Uh, you know, currently, you know, our health committee has, uh, uh, you know, we uh, turned our office into a. Okay. So your health committee is, is working also. You said, go ahead and go ahead. You're working on vaccines. Yeah. I, uh, and yeah, and so um, on Saturday, we uh, vaccinated 114 uh, African-American seniors. 65 and older, uh, at our facility. It was an uh, outstanding event, but it also showed that our community is interested in getting vaccinated. Okay, we're going to have to cut it here, sir. I'm sorry. I love it. And I've got go to NAACPPasadena.org and get this information. If you want uh, other uh, sessions of our programming, go to www.everything.coop. Thank you, Mr. Uh, Edson, thank you very much for being on. I've learned a lot. I'm going to get involved with NAACP. Everybody out there, please have a great week and live cooperative.
your news talk station.